The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Go, go, Sanderson. Here's the payoff pitch. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast, Friday, October 27th. Welcome, Charlie DeSterco. Welcome, Tanner McGrath. They have yet to weigh in, at least on the podcast, on the 2023 World Series. Your host, Brendan Glasheen. We are presented by BetMGM. Uh, Join us on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, games three, four, and five, a game five if necessary, of course, in Arizona between the Texas Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks. There are three games in a row, Monday through Wednesday next week. Uh, Games over the weekend. That's a reminder to stay locked into the Action Network app for articles, picks, further insight. Uh, Guys like Charlie and Tanner are all over it as far as betting before the games begin. Um, and giving their analysis after games happen for their picks for the following game and so on and so forth. So be sure to uh, be locked into the app as well as the website. Also, please leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast wherever you are listening. If you're watching on the Action Network YouTube channel, if you haven't subscribed already, please do. Also, like the video. We appreciate it. It helps us out to grow the channel. Okay, dudes, we did a show yesterday with Zarillo. BJ and DeBundo. We did a quick, like four minute Philly postmortem because I didn't think it was going to happen. It happened at the end of the show. And there's DeBundo, like giving me every reason why. I'm like, dude, like, come on. It, it's over. We're moving on. Um, so it's Rangers D backs game one tonight. You can watch it on Fox. It's in Arlington. I'll go to you first, Charlie. You're actually going to dive into a market we couldn't get into yesterday because it wasn't available yet. And it pertains to one of the starting pitchers. Yeah, hopefully DeBundo had his milk yesterday at least to help him through. He didn't. Game. That's the other thing. He didn't bring his milk, and that uh, would have maybe cheered him up. But he didn't. It may, yeah, maybe, maybe that's that's just a, a, a negative. That's just it keeps going. The Phillies lose, no milk. I, maybe he's out. But uh, I like Nate Eovaldi over 15 and a half outs. I believe it's jumped up to about minus 130, 140 range. I still like it there. In four postseason starts for Eovaldi, he has gone 20, 21, 18, and 19 outs. And they're hanging a 16 here, or I guess 15 and a half technically. Uh, 
at home against an Arizona Diamondbacks offense that, quite frankly, isn't good. There's oh, certain here we go again. Overperformed they, 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 over the last 30 days, Brendan. They're 26th in WRC plus and 29th in OPS. Do they hit timely home runs and hit timely at bats? Yes, but if you watch, especially on the road, their splits are much worse. And that's just like what it comes down to is that at the end of the day, the offensive advantage is clearly in Texas' favor. And in this matchup, I really like targeting Evaldi. I don't really have a feel on the side or the total, but I do have a feel with Evaldi. And with Bruce Bochy, he's an OG. He's been there. He's done that. He's won countless World Series. He's given Montgomery and Evaldi the longest leashes of just about any starting pitcher that we've seen this postseason. And both of them have gone over 15 and a half outs all but one time when Monty was ripped up by Baltimore uh, for innings, 88 pitches. And mm-hmm. Evaldi's pitched deep into every game. He's had 88 to 98 pitches all postseason starts. Our biggest concern was he was struggling at the end of the year his velocity, his pitches, his pitch count, whatever. Well, he's put all of that aside, and he's absolutely shredded. So against the Diamondbacks offense that I'm not high on, and, and you know, like, listen, they, they, they've they proven me wrong just about every step of the way, but I think in this one, even if they get to Ivaldi and give him two to three runs, he's going to pitch five, six innings. I think Bochi realizes that at the end of the day, he's better than the middle relief. And I think that no – uh, image better capsulizes that capsulates that than when Evaldi had the bases loaded against the Astros in a very high leverage situation. And instead of going to the bullpen, he kept Evaldi out there and he struck out Yanner Diaz, Altuve, and then got a ground out to get out of a bases loaded no out jam. So Evaldi over 15 and a half outs minus 120 is my first one. And you want me to give my second one? Sure, go for it. All right, it's a hold your nose play. Uh, it's Marcus Simeon over one and a half total bases at plus money, plus 110, I believe, is the best number at bet MGM. Uh, he has two extra base hits this postseason and is hitting 192, but this is a great buy low spot. He hits in front of Seager, he hits in front of Carter, both guys with plus eyes and also lefties. So could we see a lefty, you know, get thrown out there before Simeon? Possibly, which he's even better against. But this is a guy that had a 40 extra base, 40% extra base hit rate this season against right-handed pitching, 39.4%. And he averaged about one home run every 18 and a half at-bats against righties and one home run every 62 at-bats against lefties. So clearly the power came against the right-handed side of the plate. And Gallon, he's bottom 5% of all pitchers in hard hit rate has really struggled in the playoffs with a 5-2-4 ERA. His command a bit wonky, but uh, rather than attacking, you know, a walk prop or runs prop or whatever, because Gallon has shredded the Rangers in the past, I do think Simeon holds some value here at plus 110 to have total bases. And I believe his home run prop is right around the 500-520 mark too. So a little dabble in that, a little triple sevens-esque play. Okay, very good. Yeah, I can't... uh... Can't argue with Evaldi too. And I was just looking back because when he was in the World Series with the Red Sox in 2018, I think what won a lot of people over, and Tanner, you can attest to this too, when he came out of the bullpen in Los Angeles and gave them six innings. Now, I realize he was a reliever that whole series. He didn't start in previous games. My point being is, and Zarilla brought this up yesterday, there's a real chance because Ivaldi can stretch out and give you everything he's got. He could pitch tonight. He could pitch in game four or five, and he could also pitch in game seven, right? Or was it one, four, and seven? That's what I meant to say, right? One, yep. four, and seven. That would be the path, which is why he liked Ivaldi at 18-1 for World Series MVP. Yeah, that's why they did that with uh, they did that with Montgomery. But they pitched, they pitched Montgomery out of the pen in game seven rather than uh, – Right. Yeah. Okay. 
so right, exactly. So now it sets up where Evaldi's your game one starter. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, but yeah, I feel Bruce Bochy, he likes starting pitchers. He He's fun. He's like old school. Sure. You're going to keep throwing. You're going to go third time through, eat some innings. But at the same time, I wonder if Texas does get out to a good, uh, good start. Maybe they try to preserve Evaldi. But at this point, there's at max seven games to go. You got to take every game pretty seriously, especially this freaking annoying D-backs team, Tanner. Who has not this team hasn't been punked yet, Tanner? Here we are. Another Diamondback series preview. I know, and I'm actually uh I'm finally Are you gonna get guilted into picking this team to win this World Series? Well, uh, I don't know who wins the series. I have no pick on the series, but I am finally buying back on the snakes in game one. I think the line is a tad too high for Arizona. I caught plus one forty-five. It's awesome if you can get plus one forty. Um Plus 135 at BetMGM is still good. And uh, as far as Charlie's take, um, I kind of agree with one thing, and I kind of disagree with another thing. And, you know, I think the world of Nathan Eovaldi, who has been spectacular in his postseason career, like um, Brennan said, I'm a Red Sox fan, so the 2018 World Series was special. He has a 2.9 ERA across 69 postseason innings. He slipped a bit against Houston. Five earned runs again across 12 and a third innings. Um, he walked three to only four strikeouts in his game, six starts. Um, you know, Charlie said he's kind of put everything aside. I'm not sure if he has. Um, he allowed 10 of his 35 batted balls to go for an average exit velocity over 100 miles an hour in the ALCS. Four of those came on his heralded splitter, which I think is a bit worrisome. You know, Arizona was a top 10 team by OPS and slugging against splitters on the season. Uh, one guy who, who um, has had success against Nasty Nate in the past, Lourdes Gurriel, 7 for 18 with two home runs. Um, against Baltimore and Tampa, Evaldi was painting corners. I mean, he was just perfect in those series. 15 strikeouts, no walks, a 113 location plus. Against Houston, his location plus metric dropped at 98. His stuff plus mark in those two starts was only 84. His pitching plus was only 95. Both those marks were the lowest among all 10 starting pitchers in the two championship series. His usually elite splitter received a 73 mark. His forcing fastball dropped to 89. I have some questions about him after that performance. Just enough questions to grab a big plus money number with his opponent. Everyone knows that I am much lower on Gallon as we all are. I mean, he's mm-hmm. clearly overvalued. He hasn't pitched well during this postseason run. 5-2 ERA and four starts. He got crushed by Philly. His batted ball profile isn't pretty. But one of the things about Gallon's surge as a Cy Young candidate over the last two seasons or so is his pitch mix adjustment. Started throwing way more curveballs, cut down on his slider usage, which he now never throws. Texas was an average team against curveballs this year. They were outside the top 10 in weighted curveball runs created around league average and OPS, expected weighted on base average against right-handed curves. I think maybe he can neutralize him a bit with that main secondary pitch which by the way, had a 121 stuff plus in the regular season. And he did that in a few starts against Texas this year. Uh, two starts, four earned runs over 11 innings pitch. Texas didn't draw a lot of walks against curveballs this year, just a 3% walk rate. So it held their OBP down. Well, Gallon in those two starts had 17 strikeouts to only one walk and six came on the curveball. As I mentioned, he managed to hold, uh, this is Gallon hand, held Seeger, Garcia, Lowe, Garver, Heim, and Tavares, and Jung 
to only 11 for 56 with two extra base hits, 21 strikeouts to two walks. Um, when was it? When, and just to clarify, when, when is this in career, this career head to head? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So um, in the two starts this season, he had 17 strikeouts to one walks with four earned. Okay. This year. Got and it. then against lifetime against those six hitters, he's uh, held them 11 for 56. Got it. Two extra base hits, 21 strikeouts to two walks. So he's done well against this lineup in the past, including this season. The one guy that killed Gallon was Marcus Semyon, who went five for eight with two doubles and a walk to only one strikeout. And I like Semyon in this game, like Charlie does. I actually don't mind him for World Series MVP. If he gets off to a hot start in game one, he's around 15 to one. He's been ice cold during the playoffs, but we know how often guys just kind of get hot randomly. This feels like a time where Semyon could do just that. Now, while the starting pitching matchup, like I'm a little lower on Evaldi, I think the biggest part about this handicap for me is Arizona's bullpen. The Snakes have a monstrous reliever advantage over the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers pen boasts a FIP and an expected FIP in the mid fives during this playoff run. They've allowed yeah. the second highest hard contact rate of any bullpen during the run. They have the second lowest stuff plus and location plus metric among postseason bullpens. Second highest barrel rate, most hard hit balls. Do you trust Jose Leclerc? Do you trust Aroldis Chapman? I don't. Meanwhile, the Snakes, uh, sub three bullpen ERA, 3.4 bullpen FIP during this run, um, 110 stuff plus mark. They have the highest bullpen win probability added of any postseason bullpen because Kevin Ginkle and Paul Sewell have been lights out in high leverage situations, combined for 17 scoreless innings during this playoff run. Sewell has a 142 stuff plus mark. He just shoves fastball sweeper. Nobody can hit it. The relief unit went nine scoreless innings in game six and seven of the NLCS against the Phillies. And look, obviously Texas have, has the much better lineup and like none of us really like the snakes lineup, but time and time again, Don't they get Oisman. on base and they create havoc and they figure out how to get runs around. It just happens. Hmm. Ultimately for me, this handicap is threefold. I think Evaldi is a tad overpriced here because everyone knows how elite he's been in the postseason. It's the second world series he'll be in. But I think he showed some vulnerabilities against Houston, and I don't love this matchup for him. And I think the public will overlook that and just hammer Nasty Nate. Uh, second, I don't hate the matchup for Gallon. And in the late innings, in a close game, I will take the Snakes every day of the week and twice on Sunday in the bullpen. Snakes won three of four against Texas in the regular season. I'll take them to win game one on the road. I uh I I do I do like to, just to push back slightly like I first off Leclerc I would trust everyone else not so much but two yeah the, Leclerc Leclerc just allowed an all time hitter to beat him in a big spot like and oh. he and he gave up a hit to the eight hitter and then walked the nine yes, guy he also he also he also, he also was was completely overused so like so much in that series and now has time off so maybe later in the in the series i'd be more wary of it but in the early part i'm not but just the, and in general i agree with you in that the d-backs bullpen is better than the texas bullpen and i don't have a, a feel on the side or total and i think that at the end of the day regardless of how Evaldi does he's better than that middle relief which is why which is why my handicap of this game is more toward him going over his prop because i don't think that Bochi is going to take him out, even if he has three or four runs allowed in the fifth. Like he's probably going to go out for that six because at the end of the day, you're going to throw out like other than what Josh Boards and uh, and Leclerc, and then like you don't have anybody. Like is it, you're going to throw out Dane Dunning, Andrew Heaney. I don't even know who. Like they, like I, I have to look at their roster, but like the guys in the middle, Bradford. Like no, you're not going to throw out Bradford. That's the white flag. So 
Um, and then the second thing, and also just like the Astros offense is also significantly better than Arizona's. So, and, and Arizona, they're a very righty heavy team. Obviously there's Carol and Marte can, can, can switch on both sides, but that's my, my, my biggest concern is that they struggle against right-handed pitching. And over the last 30 days, that has been seen. They've just been able to, like you said, create havoc on the bases and, which is why I don't have a, a which is why I'm not taking Texas at all in this series or these games. Cause every time I seem to fade Arizona, they somehow do something where it's, you know, they, they take a walk as, and then they steal second and then they hit a single, then they steal second. It's the same thing that happened with Texas in game, uh, game seven against Javier. You get on, you start getting a pitcher uncomfortable. I'm not so sure Nate gets co- uncomfortable, but in general, I, I like, I, I lean snakes based on the pricing of this matchup, but I do think that Ivaldi, uh, goes deep into this into this game. Avaldi can still go deep and still give up a few runs. I mean, a big thing about him is he does well first time through the order, and then he he sinks a bit second time through the order. He has like a like a four nine ERA second time through, and then he's great third time through the order. So I think I just think he's overpriced. I think he's getting juiced in the markets, even though his stuff was like a little bit down over the last few starts. He could still put up six innings, but if he gives up three runs, and then you go into the later innings with a a three three ball game. Snakes at plus money. That's a great price. Yeah. No, I like the I like the I like the handicap on the side. I'm just I I I I, I I'm a bit wary of of Gallon as we all are, but I don't I don't disagree that the price is too high. Uh, I you just have a bigger cojones than I do than to take <laughs> to take a side right now on on this yeah. game. Well, I lost so much money fading the snakes. It's time I actually make some money. So or lose money taking them. <laughs> BJ Cunningham gave out a pick yesterday um, in our series preview, the series double, where he took Arizona to win Game One and Texas to win the series. That's priced at plus three ninety. Um, if you shop around, something else that Tanner brought up that I think is interesting, and just using the conversation with the guys from yesterday as a jumping-off point. Game four of the Philly series for Arizona, that's when they had their bullpen game. So perhaps, Tanner, to your point, if it doesn't go swimmingly for Gallon, Arizona could use some of those higher leverage arms today and then still be all right for Tuesday's game four, just based on the timing um, of when they want to plan out that bullpen game. So a lot of good points, a lot of good back and forth. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Payoff Pitch presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, 
and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Charlie, a couple yes. of futures you want to give out before we uh, before we wrap up. And then, Tanner, if you have anything to add as far as World Series MVP um, or some player specials that Charlie's going to jump into. Go ahead, Charles. Yes. So last uh, NLCS, I gave out Schwerber 8-1 to one to lead the NLCS in homers. I'm giving out Christian Walker. Uh, I believe it's 900-950 right now. He leads Arizona in isolated power. He's fourth among every single player uh, on Arizona and Texas in isolated power. Carter being in there, but he, it's a small sample size. Uh, and I just like Walker's outlook here. He hasn't been great in the postseason, but as we saw with Schwarber, Schwarber didn't have an amazing NLDS, and then all of a sudden he erupted for five home runs in the CS. I think that that's something we could see with Walker. He's one of the best D-backs when it comes to barreling the baseball. He's one of the best players in the series when it comes to barreling this baseball. So at a, like a near 10 to one number, I think it's way too long. I don't know how many guys are going to hit like three to five home runs. And I think Walker's one of the few that has that capability. And the guys like Seager and Adolis, they're way too juiced down. So I like taking a stab on Walker here. And then Evan Carter, 13 to one to lead the World Series in hits. Uh, he has a hit in every single game but one this postseason. Hit 300 when he got called up as a rookie. And I think, like, like, I don't think it's, like, a far cry to say that he has one of the best eyes I've ever seen out of a hitter. He, They call him full count Carter because he literally gets to a 3-2 count all the time. He's very selective. He is one of the better hitters in baseball. And then he benefits from just hitting behind Simeon and Seager, who if they get on the base paths or if there's open bases in front of them, pitchers are more inclined to pitch around them and attack a guy like Carter, who's a rookie in a big moment. Um, so I like Carter. To lead the series and hits here, I think he's a on-base machine. My biggest concern is that he, you know, walks too many times and then we don't get this hits number. But uh, at 13 to 1, when looking at some of the other players that he's priced around, I think that it's uh, a bit too long. So those are my two. And I like the Evaldi World Series MVP look too. But, you know, obviously you heard Zerillo talk about that yesterday. Yeah, so let's see where he's at now. Nathan Evaldi... Maybe he's moved up this board. Uh, Evaldi, 14 to 1. Yeah. So, okay. And that's, of course, the idea there is the series goes long and he pitches three times and he gets but even, even if, I mean, even if he throws game one and game four and sure. they they win in five and he throws 14 innings of one-run ball, shoves, and they win those two games handily and no one, and it's like low-scoring games. Low-scoring, right. Acting games, but he's still more than alive to win that. I mean, if we theoretically speaking – if the if the if Wheeler had come in and the Phillies had come back and won and it wasn't Schwarber, like Wheeler would have been more than live to win the NLCS MVP based on just his production as a whole. Uh, mm -hmm. But obviously things did not go as planned, and also Schwarber did have five home runs. Any look, Tanner, from a you know big bigger picture series perspective, a player special World Series MVP? Yeah, I'll just I'll just reiterate the Marcus Simeon look. I like yep. him for World Series MVP at sixteen to one. Again. He's been ice cold, but that just doesn't matter. These guys get hot in the playoffs at random times. Um, I think he has a great matchup in game one, which means he can get out to a hot start and then people will be talking about him. A um, couple other things. This is from Zarello's World Series preview on the Action Network app. He's hitting out for the leadoff spot. So he projects to lead Texas in both plate appearances and runs scored. Uh, he prices that closer to, you know, plus a thousand. He could lead the series in hits and i just think that at 16 to 1 Semyon is worth a shot i was also thinking about taking um 
over 50 and a half total series runs. I have not pulled the trigger yet, but again, Texas slugs the ball. Um, both pitching staffs have questions. Arizona just figures out how to score. Uh, and in four games between these two teams in the regular season, they had 45 total runs. Three of the four went over. One fell short by one run, I believe. So I was looking at that. I need to find a good line for that somewhere. But yeah, check the Action Network app. I mean, it's, hey, the, these games are going to be in Arlington, Texas, and Phoenix, Arizona. So we're not getting cold, freezing cold environments. Also, maybe that's how people that aren't psyched about this non-sexy World Series. There's just a lot of scoring. That could make it fun. You could also wait till uh, they announce that the roof is open or closed. And then if that that's a that's a big uh, change when it comes to at least Texas. Like, mm-hmm. if, if, if they're playing in a domed environment, it's a little bit lesson versus being outside so but but be sure to like pay attention to all that stuff like there's there's things that like you can really hone in on and play on a game-to-game basis and and that's why you follow some of us in the app too like like we we will be breaking down and if we see something like that and it spurs an idea or a thought like we're gonna put in the app that's where everything is that's a good point because the total has moved to eight and a half as we as we've recorded that was i think it was at eight when we started so is it juiced or is it one? Nope, even money, one ten uh, for each side. Interesting. That's. I, I mean, I kind of. I think I'm on. right on that, right? It was eight when we started recording the show, so it was eight plus money this morning. Uh, okay. eight, eight and a half minus one twenty. I. Uh, yeah, I, I kind I lean the under, but also like at the same time, like I'm scared of Zach Gallen and and Tanner's made a, a, a an argument why you should be afraid of Valdi in that bullpen. So, uh, I probably will sit back root for my props and root for runs because that's how you should be rooting for baseball games. I don't know. Not actually, but I just like more runs. <laughs> well, you're just on the side of props now these days, as opposed to picking a side or a total. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, the Arizona Diamondbacks have just ruined me. <laughs> okay. So what I've gathered, at least for tonight, Tanner likes Arizona and that's what we've established for kiss this game one. Okay. <laughs> it's a kiss of death. Game two is on Saturday. So again, uh, it's a good call up by Tanner. Zarillo has his full World Series preview up at actionnetwork.com. You can find it in the app. When you go to our baseball tab, it's the first thing that comes up. So be sure to read that. And uh, yeah, and he picks the guy's ad. These two, DeBundo, if he gets out of his cave after crying and drinking milk about the Phillies, if he decides to now see to bundo. We had him on the NFL podcast yesterday. He's all in on the NFL. Now he's all, all these NFL picks now for bundo. Um, <laughs> a Philly fan. That's like, Oh, well go birds. <laughs> yeah. Go birds. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So to bundo BJ Colin Whitchurch, you guys, uh, you guys will be active in the app this weekend and we will be back for a Monday episode game three preview when the series shifts to Arizona That'll do it. You all have a great weekend. Enjoy this World Series. We'll have you covered at Action Network. For Tanner and Charlie, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Oh, and also Monday, we'll be giving out another action, a free subscription to Action Pro, a one-year subscription, if you leave a five-star rating and review. So be sure to do that today if you haven't done so yet this week. And we'll give that out on Monday as well. Everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy. Talk to you next week. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. 
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.